Hello, everyone, and welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help autistic adults and teens to become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. There is something special about seeing a beautiful work of art, and there are many autistic people who are talented artists that make this artwork. But finding employment with art can certainly be challenging. On this episode of Autism Stories, we talk with Dane Capo and his mother Krista about how they have been able to develop his art into a viable source of income. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Dane and Krista, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Now, I wanted to start with where does your story in the autism community begin? I was five years old. I was diagnosed with autism, but I've always had autism. Dane, seeing your artwork, it's clear you are a great artist. How did you initially become involved in art? My mom's mom, who died years ago, inspired me. Um, when we started homeschooling, she was studying art history, and it happened to be around the time that my mother had passed away, and I brought home all of her art supplies, and so through his studying of Matisse and Picasso and Van Gogh, he decided to try to paint Picasso's self-portrait, and that was the first thing he ever painted, and then... And Matisse. And Matisse. Oh, Matisse, his self-portrait, sorry. And then Picasso, and then he never quit painting. And so the, about four years later, a friend of mine had a gallery and lost an artist out of her space and asked if she could put Dane's art on the wall until she found another artist. And so we decided in that step that we would see, you know, if we could make something out of this business for him because he was applying for jobs and so maybe this was going to be our one shot. And, like, what type of art did you initially get involved with? Mostly painting. In the future, I want to do, like, the filming kind, much like the movie. In art, there are many different types of mediums you can choose from, um, whether it's drawing, ceramics, electric art, or painting, just to name a, a few. Why, why did you choose painting as the type of art form to pursue? That's what my mom's mom did. Birds and flowers. One interesting thing about your art is that I read that you like to paint the people you sell your art to. Why is that important to you? I just always know that I would like to make them happy if they were viewing it. And they usually get surprised when I paint portraits of them. How, and how do you decide like, like who to paint? I just look at pictures and figure out which one to use. Logos and founders of companies. So his interest in painting logos is very much the same as all of the people he paints that are in his life. And then he likes to send the logos that he's painted to those companies to get their reaction. And so 
I and see. it's all very personal. He doesn't paint random logos and, um, or companies that he doesn't know about. He yeah. painted all of his favorite business. And have any of these companies responded when you've uh, sent them your beautiful painting of their logos? And the, the founder of Charles Schwab. The founder of Charles Schwab and his wife, Helen, yeah. bought the painting of Charles. Yeah. Now, I saw a great picture of you and Ringo Starr. Not only was it the two of you, but Ringo was holding up a painting you made of the Beatles. How did you and Ringo meet, and what did he say about your painting? And he liked it. His manager connected with us. And um, I even know that after the lady that knows Ringo, I got to meet another person who even knows Ringo, but the musician. Yes, he's had more than one encounter with Ringo, which is really cool. It's more than most people get in a lifetime. That's for sure. <laughs> Wow. All, all of this makes me think about how art uh, develops community, because I'm guessing you never would have had that opportunity to meet Ringo if you didn't start painting. So how would you say that art has helped you to develop uh, community or friendships since you started painting? Dane, your art has given you uh, an, a great opportunity for employment. It's displayed where you live and and well beyond in others in other states as well. If there are if there are aspiring autistic artists who want to become artists, what advice do you give them? Thank you. 
right? People want to be a part of something. So give them an avenue in which to do that. And I even know that my clinic is to work with someone else. Right, you'd rather work for someone else. But because you just paint, you do just paint. He loves to paint. He doesn't see it as a job. So it's been hard to translate that into employment for him just because that processing is not there. He wants a job like everybody else has, right? With the W-2 and coworkers and benefits and all the things. So, you know, until we hit the big time and succeed with the art on a higher level, he may continue to want things, but... I'm going to always want those things for my whole life. Always want those things for his whole life. Hmm. There you go. Crystal, what support uh, has they needed in developing art as a source of income? I mean, I I handle everything. I created the Instagram. I do most of the posting. You know, he's good at networking and meeting people. He's good at the art shows. You know, he takes the money. He does all the cashiering and all of those things for mm-hmm. partners. Now, for those listening who want to ch- check out your art, Dane, and and possibly purchase it. How do they go about doing that? Now, as you continue to do more and more art and grow as an artist, what are your future goals with painting? Open up art galleries. Like, you want your own gallery? You know, I want all my own art galleries all over the place. Krista, where are the types of places that Dane's art has been displayed currently and uh, in the past? This year we were in we were in like, um, Maryland and Chicago and we were also in Florida, Florida North Carolina, North Carolina. Um, what are, like, what are, what are, and we live in Los Angeles so we've had several shows here. Yeah, this year we're on our show. And we're currently working on a show in Boston. And how do you go about um, connecting uh, in in all these different cities and states to have Dane display his art? Um, for now, since we're an emerging artist and we're just getting started, um, the easiest thing that has worked for us is the Art Flight Theater, which is a theater group that. Um, hosts emerging artists or local artists. So they have AMBARES. We contacted them and submitted to be one of the artists that they exhibit. So we did five theaters here in Southern California and sold a painting. Um, one of the paintings he sold, which was a 48 by 72 John Lennon out of the La Jolla Art Flight, the clients that bought it shipped it to Chicago and said if we ever had the opportunity to get into the Chicago market, they would love our art. So turns out the Art Life Theater has two theaters in Chicago so that following January, we were slated to exhibit there. Within two weeks of being in the first theater, he sold three paintings. We continued on that path and they're, they, we set up in the, the arts there for nine weeks. We walk away and people call us. So and it's been the most cost-effective way to do it for a lot of reasons. 
galleries take 50% of um, the artist's sale. We can't afford to do that. Um, and we're not well known enough to mark our art up to include that percentage. So we've needed just to get it out there into different venues and outside of LA. And that seemed to be the most economical way to do that. So what would you say to uh, autistic people or their family members that are hesitant to go down the route of self-employment? I, you know, they, they need to look at why. Why, why, why not? I mean, what, what would hold someone back from doing that? Um, especially if, you know, we spend all this time and energy with our kids in elementary school fighting for education. And, you know, we fight for education, we fight for inclusion, we fight for, you know, all of their rights, and then they turn into adults, and we, I, I fully believe that all of these young adults want and desire deeply and passionately purpose in their life, and we're not giving them outlets for that, and I, I, I feel like that's a huge failure on our society's part. Right? We put them over there. And I'm going to start crying about it because it really hurts me. It hurts my heart. It hurts everything about what's wrong with society. And when I look at things, art, and see that it's given him this voice to have a future and to have a voice and a say about who he is and demonstrate that he is a person. He is a person worth listening to and worth looking at. I believe that we're starting to give other young adults with disabilities a platform. And if we continue to find each other, that platform will get larger and louder, which is what we need in order to create a movement and create change. You know, building a sustainable business for a person with a disability because it's, right, with 85% of people with disabilities being unemployed, we have very few options. So if someone's considering making a purchase this holiday season or for a birthday or teacher appreciation, it's always good to think of the small businesses that are being run by persons with a disability. And there are a lot of them. If you go on social media, you will find so many businesses, so many books being written by mothers with children with disabilities. There's a t-shirt company in New York that only employs people with disabilities making t-shirts. If you need a t-shirt made, go to Spectrum Design. There's just so many opportunities for us to start fully supporting and finding um, ways to contribute and show the world that people with disabilities can shine. And that they have hopes and dreams and are capable of businesses and sustainable living outside of, you know, their SSI checks. Krista, have you seen through Dane's art the perception of people change in terms of their expectations about him? Absolutely. You know, he was unique. To say to somebody, oh, he's diagnosed, I mean, even last week, she was, you know, I said, oh, my son has, you know, autism and epilepsy, and the very first thing out of somebody's mouth is, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I carry around his tote bag with his art on it, and I turn it around, and I go, 
yeah, well, he can do this, so there's no need to be sorry. <laughs> so, but that's, that's the initial reaction when someone hears, you know, your kid has a disability. So it's, it's, it's given us a huge platform to say, you know, look at this, look at him. And that everybody's capable of something. I mean, look at all the assistive technology we have today, right? That we never had before. We're finding out what so many of these kids with disabilities can do that they didn't have access or were even thought to be able to do 10 years ago. So we just need more of that. And the paintbrush was gained assistive technology in some way, right? Well... I really appreciate uh, you, Dane and Krista, for talking with us today. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and thank you so much to Dane and Krista for the conversation. To learn more about Dane or to purchase his beautiful art, you can visit danecapo.com. That's D-A-N-E-C-A-P-O.com. I heard it once said, and I have lived my entire life with the philosophy that your imagination is a preview to life's coming attractions. If you're an autistic artist out there or a family member of such an artist and imagine this as a source of income, then really take the example of Dane and Krista and just start or just ask a local coffee shop or restaurant to hang up some of your art at their establishment and who knows where that can take you. Modern life can be challenging for anyone. When you're autistic, the world isn't designed with your unique traits in mind and everyday demands can feel insurmountable. At Autism Personal Coach, we celebrate neurodiversity by empowering adults and teens to be the best version of their authentic selves. The people we serve are the real experts. We're here to help their goals become a reality. To get an autism coach for a loved one or yourself, you can email us at autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. On the next episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with Marcel Ciampi about Ultra Software Services and how they have been successful with the majority of their employees being autistic and neurodiverse. Talk to you then. It also takes us long.